0: we <laughs>
1: Episode 138, CNPCs, Travis here, Kyle's also here. I'm here. Again, yeah. second episode of uh, actually recording back in my basement, because now we're able to get together. Vaccinations are a great thing. Go get your vaccination. I don't care what the hell anybody says. Go get it. Yeah. Get it. It's important. It's important You for you. It's important for everybody else. Anyway, enough of that video games yeah. things and are a, happening
0: yeah uh, apparently a whole day of it that i've missed
1: yeah and of course i'm behind the times on what's happened as well too i've i've had to adult most of today yeah. so uh let's jump into what ha- what's happened at least um let's let's jump into our topic at least here first and foremost before we talk about what we've been playing for the week is um uh, let's talk about what's been announced so far with E3 stuff, or at least kind of E3-esque, mm-hmm. because we had some of our Games Fest announcements as well, too. Um, and then, of course, kind of going into our predictions of what we're expecting to see at E3, because by the time this episode drops, because for us right now, it's a Saturday, and our episodes drop on Tuesday. So there are going to be a couple things that might actually come true. Who who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. we'll be fortunate enough. Um, so at least what's been announced so far, of course... Um, We had Summer Games Fest where we had Tiny Tina's Wonderland announced. Um, Let's see. That is – that's the spinoff of Tiny Tina's DLC from Borderlands 2 that's its own standalone title. Did you actually see the trailer for that one, though? I didn't. You didn't? No. What the hell? I know. So – I know. Yeah, so it doesn't really show what's going to happen necessarily, um, I guess, at – Ashley Birch, the voice of Tiny Tina, came up on stage and mm-hmm. talked with Jeff Keeley after the trailer. Um, I believe she gave some of an explanation. Sometimes I get lost when she's talking just because of the old, like, hey, Ash, what you playing? Mm-hmm. Uh, videos that she was a part of. Um, but it looks like that's just what it is, is that it's just a uh, kind of like a D&D-esque style type um, adventure within Borderlands itself, but still focuses on what Borderlands core mechanics are. Lots of guns. Mm-hmm. Without like, you know, it's like, oh, it's it's all turn-based stuff. Um, during Summer Games Fest as well, too, there was also a Metal Slug Tactics game announced. I heard that. Yes, an XCOM meets Metal Slug.
0: That excites me a lot.
1: Are you a I, big Metal Slug fan?
0: I love Metal Slug. I'm not very good at it. I have to turn on like infinite lives to even get past like one level at times. Hey, that sounds very familiar. But I I do love Metal Slug. It's just a fun arcade game. Like that that's one game from my childhood. I I would pump quarters into the machine to play. So
1: see for me it was more on the Donkey Kong side. But yeah, I I still get you though. Like more with like even just playing Metal Slug locally. Yeah, it was still just as bad.
0: Oh yeah. So oh yeah.
1: I gotta bring up the list here of what's been announced so far because I've like, I've seen, I've seen lists everywhere. And it's like, I looked at a lot of things, but everything's running together. Um, we had the, uh, Death Stranding, uh, PS5, DLC stuff that was also showing off as yeah. well too. Yeah. Um, you saw that, didn't you?
0: Uh, I, I had heard about it, which uh, I, I don't even need to see it. I, I it's funny cause someone called it, uh. What was it? Iceland, the walking
1: simulator. (laughs) That's really all Death Stranding is, except you can build bridges and drive motorcycles. But it's uh, essentially known as the um, director's cut, and it's going to PS5 at some point. No actual official date. Mm. Um, Jurassic World Evolution 2 happened to be announced with uh, the help of Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum, Yeah, he was actually not there. He was in in a video That he was talking with Jeff Keighley, and then they showed off Jurassic World Evolution 2, but it was a cinematic trailer. Mm -hmm. So, of course, a lot of the same things there, and a lot of the Ian Malcolm-type, you know, life uh, finds a way-type talk in there. A couple of the other ones, though, that I didn't really catch on to, um, like Lost Ark. I actually missed the trailer for this one. Um, A Diablo-esque MMO, per the notes here from GamesRadar. Hmm. Yeah, it's already been in Korea and Japan for some time. Now it's just making its way finally here over to the U.S. I think this is I think Lost Ark is actually one that um, I think Amazon Games has actually helped bringing over here.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: that it's one that's been over there for a while and they've just had trouble trying to actually find someone to bring it here into the States. And so I think Amazon Games stepped up to do it, but it's not being released via like Amazon's game platform, though. It looks like it's going to be on Steam.
0: That's super bizarre.
1: Yeah. So I wonder if Amazon's running into problems behind the scenes of actually like releasing games. Yeah. So I'll have to reread on that one. Um, Call of Duty Warzone season four, because Warzone's all over the place anyway, too. Uh, of, but you know, season four is, is season four. Uh, Among Us, uh, it's got a hide and seek mode that's coming down the line, too.
0: Interesting.
1: Mm hmm. Um, We've also got another Souls-like game, uh, Salt and uh, what is it? It's a sequel the to Salt and Sanctuary called Salt and Sacrifice.
0: Yeah, I saw that one. I don't know if you've ever played Salt and Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's tough. Is it? It's super tough
1: compared to Dark Souls.
0: Um, it, well, it's like Dark Souls, but it, um, if I remember right, that one's a side scroller.
1: Hmm i don't immediately recall on that so i don't, one. i
0: don't know if they're they're gonna go off that but
1: oh yes it is a side scroller yeah that is absolutely right um and then we got a new trailer for solar ash because that was shown off i believe uh last year during all the different hodgepodge of e3 style events that everybody mm-hmm. was putting on as well that one looks really good um i, I think it's the neon art that actually really likes Brings me in on that game, too, because you have a lot of, like, platforming that you actually do in that game outside of just um, your attacks and your abilities. That's really cool to be able to navigate and traverse around, but I really like the color palette. Okay. And it's kind of like that type of moving around meets God of War um, for, like, if you remember the beginning of God of War 3, crawling across the Titans, taking them down, and then um, throwing a, a splash of, like, Shadows of the Colossus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Valorant had some information shown off there at Summer Games Fest as well. Uh, Just a new agent, I guess, that they're adding to Valorant. That's it. Hmm. Uh, Again, I'm looking at a list here, folks, on what actually was coming back up. But let's see. A new map called Streets of Tarkov for an Escape from Tarkov expansion. Two-Point Campus. Is also going to be released. That's from the makers of Two Point Hospital. I
0: saw part of the... uh, What is it? Uh, Coach Media uh, thing. And I I think they were talking about it during that. Maybe it was a different announcement. uh, That was yesterday. And I think I saw some of that. Uh, That looked interesting, yeah. If you you like Two Points Hospital, it'll be a a fun one to play.
1: Yeah, this is actually kind of a cool thing. I like the... I like the idea of being able to build things up like that. Like I know a lot of people enjoy like the classic Sim City, mm-hmm. City Skylines is a big thing, but to be able to actually bring it down to a level where it's just like a smaller chunk of that to focus on to develop and grow, I like that kind of thing. Right. Uh, Smite surprisingly is getting a Stranger Things crossover. That's a bizarre one. I wonder what uh, th- it'll have to be the Demigorgon. Yeah, it looks like they're adding in the Demogorgon and Mind Flayer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then they're also adding in Eleven and Hopper. See, and that does not make sense. Well, Eleven does, but I don't necessarily Uh, think Hopper
0: is the best choice. I, I don't know. Well, I... I don't know. I don't... I've only, That game's going off the rails with crossovers. <laughs> Dude, everything's
1: going crazy with crossovers. I, I mean, fuck. Rick and Morty are now in... in uh Fortnite. In, in Fortnite. Superman, too. Yeah. What a weird yeah. way to to do that, to mix all of that up. And it's like, we're going to launch Superman at the same time as Rick from Rick and... Yeah, I don't R- get it. Yeah, you get
0: Rick Sanchez and Superman.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got the... Uh, the Anacrusis as well, which looks really neat. That one has a left for dead style feeling to it. Um I think the trailer is promising, but there are some things though in the trailer because it was it was all gameplay that it showed off in there. Mm-hmm. The problem that I saw in there specifically is that it seemed like the AI was kind of dead so to speak. Um it wasn't zombies that were coming after you, it was more like an alien life form of some type, but it has the same feel of Left for Dead. There's an AI behind the scenes that actually will change it up every time you go in. So you're okay. not going to have the hordes coming at you at the same point every time. You're not going to have weapons or ammo or anything like that in the same places every time. So it's always going to be different when you play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the AI in there just didn't look like it had any actual life to it. It looked like they would throw themselves out there at you, but then there would be points you'd come across them and they'd just be almost standing still not like the zombies of left for dead where it's like okay i expect that for zombies you know seeing them leaning up against the wall and that or... was in which one that was in uh let me bring up that title again uh the Anacrucis.
0: oh okay yeah this I was is a... say that better not be back for blood
1: no 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 yeah. no this looks like this is kind of like a this is a spiritual thing like a a spiritual successor to it whereas back for blood looks more like a true successor to what left for dead has been um, mm-hmm. but it's a completely different company surprisingly um it's from a company that actually used to be uh made with a bunch of valve and riot developers so oh how funny ones. yeah so <laughs> yeah i'm sure there are a lot of them and i don't know on the riot side but yeah it just seems like it needs a, a it just seems like it needs well, that but riot, it could
0: be the riot knows formats that work though
1: true but it looks like the gameplay though at least on the ai side needs some tweaking but it could just yeah. be that first trailer that really put it off so when you get a chance to watch that one uh Fast and Furious cars, Rocket League, okay. Um Vampire's Meet Fortnite in Blood Hunt, a brand new battle royale game set in the Vampire: The Masquerade universe. How about that one?
0: I had heard about that one. Um could be interesting. I I was really excited about the new uh Vampire: The Masquerade uh game that was supposed to be coming out that was supposed to be mainline. Yeah. So, I like how that's like we're delaying, you know. Yeah, it's like it gets delayed. delayed, but we're going to th- <laughs> show this other one instead. By the way,
1: yeah, no kidding. Uh,
0: let's see. We got Tales of Arise from
1: Bandai Namco as well. Uh, it's a JRPG, so Dan, you're going to be looking forward yeah. to that one, I'm sure. Uh, Sky the Little Prince season. Um, I don't know exactly what this one is. I can't bring up a trailer for that because there's, like I said, there's only so many things I could pick up from Summer Games Fest, but not everything. Uh, let's see. We've got Planet of Lana as well. Um, channeling serious uh, Limbo and Ori vibes. Planet of Lana is an upcoming game that features a little cat slash soot sprite creature and a side-scrolling hand-drawn adventure. So apparently it was announced in 2019, but it's going to be launching next year now. Hmm. And I, did, I do say it actually does look um, really pretty, but it definitely does give off, like, if you were to actually give some color to uh to um limbo interesting yeah it does kind of look like that but you know um not without you know not with necessarily like the whole the true like horror vibes or anything that we saw in limbo anyway there's some of that but overall is you're you've got a lot of outside time where there's a lot of color um monster hunter stories 2 endless dungeon i'm gonna kind of go through some of this mm-hmm. Uh 2B from NieR Automata is going to be a skin in Fall Guys now. I saw that one. That's a little weird. Yep. Uh let's see. Back for Blood stuff was also shown off too. Uh let's see what they show off. Just another teaser was all. Um let's see. And then they did announce that there will be an ID at Xbox Demo event uh that starts on June 15th. And runs through the 21st, offering up 40 demos for play to try out. So that means that we're going to have another indie dev demo event that we'll actually be able to download games on Xbox and try some stuff out again this year. Okay. Yeah, That's which is awesome. Cool. I'm glad that they're they're doing that, especially because there's no show floor to actually play things on. Right. Uh, Tribes of Midgard is a uh, PC and PlayStation game, survival RPG. And it looks like your tribe starts from scratch, needing to hunt to earn better gear and protection, especially from the things that stalk at night. So, what's the animation style on this one? Let's take a peek here at this. Yay for trailers. What are you doing? Would you just play the... Oh my god, fine. I won't watch you then. Stupid trailer. Uh, Evil Dead the game is actually coming up here too. Yeah, and that's supposed to be a 4v1. Yeah, that was the... uh, That was what I was hearing. Yeah, yeah, you know we're gonna be seeing, we're gonna be seeing Ash, of course, being able to uh, take down whatever there is in the four v one, and I gotta say, I mean, I wish we could really actually find a game that could nail that four v one, like, you know, after we saw everything with like Evolve and then the Predator game that dropped too, it's like it's a good concept, but it just seems like nobody can actually nail it.
0: Isometric or asymmetric uh, shooter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Seems like nobody can really nail that one down. And of course, lastly, the big one, mm-hmm. Elden Ring. Are you going to pick up Elden Ring because looking at that game no. still I've watched that trailer three times over and I still don't really feel like I understand what's going to happen.
0: I I don't know what's what's going on. Number 1, I still we we talked what was it last week? Still haven't beat that uh I I'm a little further than you. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But I still haven't beaten Dark Souls. Still haven't beaten Dark Souls Two. Still stuck on Bloodborne. Uh, I I've, I've bought Sekiro and uh, Neo and Neo Two, but I I barely started Neo. I really like Neo though. It's fun. It it's still really hard though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't I don't doubt it. Watching Preston play that game, I don't doubt it for a second that it is. Oh, yeah. And so I will avoid that one. I will let you guys have that one. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, you guys can have that one. Uh but like I watched that trailer several times over and I know it's from software. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's made by the Souls team, but it's it's one of those that you watch how things move around in there and how some of the attacks go. At first, you think it's like, oh, it's like Dark Souls. And then you get that vibe. It's like, oh, it's got some weird hack and slash stuff going on here It looks like it's Dynasty Warriors. Mm -hmm. And then you've got in there, if you watch closely, the horse that he rides on or the the main character, I suppose, double jumps at one point in that trailer. Like literally the horse jumps in the air and then jumps again. And a lot of people have been calling that out because it's like, what does that mean then for gameplay? So... I don't know what to expect of this game.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't
1: know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, there were a couple other things there at Summer Games Fest that I didn't talk about there. Because we also had one that uh, went off today as well, too. And that was Ubisoft Forward. Mm-hmm. So we had Rainbow Six Extraction shown off in the uh, uh, for its cinematic trailer as well. And,
0: and that's supposed to be a whole new Rainbow Six game, right?
1: Yes, it is not an expansion to Rainbow Six Siege, so you don't have to own Siege to actually download it. It is a standalone title. It looks like what's going to be going on is there's some sort of alien force that has come in and some sort of alien infection mm-hmm. that you are responsible for containing and controlling uh, I guess through probably not necessarily a story per se, but it looks like it's going to be more mission-based than anything. And you're going to be able to do it with – you're going to have story parts to it, but it looks like it's really going to be more of just overall missions that you can hop into with your friends. I, it looks kind of like the way Payday is, where Payday 2 doesn't have like a story mm-hmm. or anything to it, but you got all these different things you can go do. Um, so – They did have – I actually did not see that they had done this because I didn't watch Ubisoft Forward live when they were doing it. Uh, But they did do a gameplay uh, trailer for it as well too to actually show off some of the gameplay and talk about it a little bit more. But I did not get a chance to watch that, so I'm going to have to look at that after. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did announce uh, Rocksmith Plus also. So Rocksmith is making a return.
0: I heard that's supposed to be a subscription-based service though.
1: That is correct. That is correct. It is going to be a subscription service um, where you should be able to download different different songs, um, different titles there to actually play with. I'm bringing up the other part here. Uh, let's see. I'm bringing up this link here that actually talks about it a little bit more. Uh, let's see. Where the heck is it here? It's like I had some things open to try to actually go through this, but... Um, Let's see, they're partnering up with Gibson again as the company's Epiphone, Kramer, and Gibson models of acoustic electric guitars are specifically mentioned as compatible. Uh, Closed beta is going to be coming up uh, on PC here soon with registration opening today. Um, And then, yeah, it looks like it's going to be, it's going to also include something that will be called Rocksmith Workshop to create and add your own guitar arrangements to the game as well.
0: Interesting. Mm hmm.
1: So if you're like a musician who wants to be able to contribute stuff to that, then you can go and do that. Or maybe help to be able to build up the library by playing music for other songs. But I don't know how licensing comes into play there. Uh, Let's see. We got announced Riders Republic as well. Uh, An extreme sports game. Uh, Looks like they've got 6v6. Oh, fucking web page is jumping around here. Uh, 6v6 competitions, career mode, mass races, even exploration mode. Uh, there's first person mountain biking in there snowboarding around parks gliding between mountains with a rocket powered jet pack and then races as well too so it looks like maybe a mix of like trials meets um oh what's that what's that um bike game that's on um xbox game pass right now not descend that's not the right one hmm. yeah. I don't know. I mean Lightly. like looking at some of this it almost looks like it's more like you could walk around and go to these different places but it it gives some like SSX meets um like SSX meets pilot wings type vibes here in some spots too especially like with some of the activities you can do.
0: I don't know. If it if it's like trials though I'd probably give it a shot personally. I'm I'm just saying it's got a little bit of it looks like it has a tiny
1: bit of that but not necessarily that being like the case, like a side-scrolling type one or anything, oh, it okay. really seems like it. It puts more emphasis. Uh, what's the? What was that game that dropped that has you like, um, wingsuiting and snowboarding and skiing all over the place? Is that Descent? Uh, steep. Steep. That is what I'm seeing more with the trailer okay. for this one than anything. So I I, I take back the trials part. There were some things there that it was reading off of that it really looked like that, but not the case then. So my mistake on that. Uh, We've got Assassin's Creed DLC coming down the line, um, which is called The Siege of Paris. Um, We've got Werewolves Within, which apparently is a Ubisoft uh, made movie. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's weird that Ubisoft is making a movie, but so be it.
0: And it's called Werewolves Within.
1: Werewolves Within. Coming to theaters on June 25th and streaming on July 2nd. Weird. Agreed. Uh, More details on Far Cry 6, uh, talking about um, the main bad guy, Anton Castillo. And if you pre-order, you get uh,
0: my favorite Far Cry with it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. Yes. Yes.
0: Sorry, I just had to throw that in. Yes, I saw you. that right before I came over. I was like, "Holy crap." Yes,
1: you do. Yeah. yeah.
0: It kind of yeah. makes me wonder if it's just like the uh just a redone version like or if there's going to be anything different. So if like you bought the PC version, you'd just be getting the the current version that's already out.
1: Wouldn't that be crazy?
0: Uh I I don't know if I I don't know if I'd be necessarily upset. I, I think I would be if it, it meant that they were remastering the game, because that means I just bought the game, like, seriously three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I've gotten, like, an hour and a half into it. Um, I, I've i 100%ed that game, uh, achievements and all, on Xbox. I love that game, <laughs> but I I wanted to play it again.
1: Another chance then potentially to buy it again. Maybe uh, We've got Mario and Rabbids Spark of Hope. So another one into the uh, Mario and Rabbids entry. Um, it but is a, it, an actual sequel to Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle from yeah, 2017.
0: Yeah, so it'll be another XCOM style game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, it will. Yeah. Yep. And, and
0: that one can get really tough. That had some tough levels. I only tried out
1: a little bit of it, I think, in one of those demos over at GameStop, oh, like yeah, actually yeah. on their Nintendo Switch demo machine, you know, before COVID shut everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, but lastly, of course, out of the Ubisoft Forward stuff so far, an Avatar video game. Not yeah. Avatar The
0: Last Airbender,
1: James Cameron's Avatar.
0: Yeah, Um so the first James Cameron Avatar game, I want to say, did not do so hot.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, I would not give this one any any sort of leeway right now to say that it could be good because it's it, it might be rendered in engine because they're talking about Ubisoft's Snowdrop engine yeah. being used in this, which I think is what was used in. I think was used in Valhalla and Watchdogs, Dogs, hmm. but d- don't don't. Quote me on that, though. I'm just, I, I believe that was the case with it. But it looked like that it was potentially an end engine thing, but it was definitely way prettier that you might believe otherwise. Right. But there was nothing really showing off about it, other than it's like, if you can remember anything from Avatar, if you can remember anything from that movie, then you'll go into it and be like, okay, you know, I get what's maybe going on here, but all it is is just a lot of exploring stuff. And then the, and then the, colonial marine style military force comes in towards the end and blows some things up and See, that's and about it wasn't it all cinematic that's what i it really heard. was it, yeah it was all cinematic no gameplay in there whatsoever so no idea what the game is going yeah, to actually be so, like or about uh, that, that, but that it makes me awful wary about a game like that agreed yeah because whether it's supposed to tie into the next avatar movie that's supposedly supposed to be dropping sometime soon i don't know uh Yeah, it didn't really give anything that says like, this is what the game is supposed to be about. It just, it was Avatar. But it looked like the way it looked like when they started up the trailer, though, is that it says it was in Ubisoft Snowdrop engine, which makes me think that they rendered it in their game engine. And I know, Mm -hmm. of course, games are getting game engines are getting to be much better. The qualities are getting to be much better, and you know the the horsepower behind gaming machines, whether it's your PC or the Series X PlayStation Five, is just that much better that it can handle going from, you know, these awesome cinematic things in engine just right into the game, right? And you really not notice a difference. So yeah, there was no explanation of what the game was though. Nothing.
0: Eh, That 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 makes me wary. That makes me wary.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so I think it was called... What is it? I think it's called Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. But it doesn't look like it takes place. But just I mean, I know, of course, it's trying to dig out the memories of what Avatar was. Um, but it looks like you're not anywhere near where things happened from the first movie. It's more like if the military there was a military force on the opposite side mm-hmm. of the planet. Because I, I kind of half expected... That tree of life thing that got blown up and burned down in the movie mm-hmm. would have made an appearance in some form or another, um, and I don't think that's what it was at the end of the trailer because there were like these these arched pieces of wood that were, you know, like you know in Valheim when you see um, um oh god, what is it? Uh, I don't want to say right the tree of life that's actually uh, up on top mm-hmm. of like in the skybox. It was about that size. Is how it looked with some of these archers that were out there. So it didn't look like that was the tree of life thing from that movie. So that's mm-hmm. why it makes me think it's something on the same planet, but way far away from there. Another another thing going on.
0: Well, yeah. remember, uh there are multiple different tribes on the planet that that all kind of have their their different cultures and whatnot. And James Cameron's actually still working on movies for each of the individual tribes. Oh Jesus Christ. Well, and he's doing them simultaneously, which is totally dumb in my opinion. But yeah. I guess if if you don't want to lose the material that you've you've got in your head, then go with it. True. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, a- a- absolutely. I
1: one of the things in the trailer though that makes me think it could be tied to what happened in the first potentially mm-hmm. is that um, after this. Dual rotor attack helicopter thing is chasing after one of the uh avatar aliens what i can't again I can't remember the name the Navi thank you then yeah. Navi I should remember that with Legend of Zelda, but anyway, um one of them shoots an arrow that looks like it has four grenades actually attached to the front of the arrow, like they're actually like wrapped around the front of the arrow as they shoot it, so that's okay. where it makes me wonder. Could this be potentially what we saw in the first Avatar, but maybe later on down the line after the defeat of that first set of the military, it's like another one's come back. But the Navi have actually taken human resources and been able to improve their uh, Tell you what their, would
0: be really funny is, their, is if their, they uh, threw arsenal. us for a loop and it turned out to be like an RTS. <laughs> oh, God. That may actually not be bad.
1: I actually wouldn't be upset about that. Yeah,
0: your your three factions are the uh, Navi, the Rebel Humans, and the um, Alliance Humans. That would be cool. Yeah. I'd
1: actually play a. I'd play an
0: Avatar uh, RTS. I, I don't know, or you know, you could do even just different tribes for the Navi. Hmm. I don't know. But
1: no, that's that's not really a bad idea. However. Ubisoft, I don't think is in the market for RTSs. No, I can't. Not. I cannot, off the top of my head, think of a Ubisoft RTS because I don't think Command and Conquer is in any of theirs.
0: Nope they're they're all Origin.
1: Yeah, um, Command EA and Conquer's and, yeah. all EA stuff. That's why it's like I can't think of one, but maybe I'm maybe I'm missing one. Anyway, so that was what was announced at least so far, and of course because tomorrow is supposed to be the Microsoft. Microsoft Bethesda and EA event. Um, or supposedly EA, because of course, we're supposed to see Battlefield for 2042, which was shown off. If this they last didn't lose week. the assets, if they didn't lose, well, <laughs> it's not if they lost the assets, it's a, they lost the engine. That, the the that, game yeah. engine was was hijacked, of course, too soon, too soon. No, sorry, guys, not no, that's our own fault. Goddamn Slack channel. Um, <laughs> no, I. We've got that tomorrow, so again, of course, because by the time this episode drops, we'll already have had a couple things shown off. But I want to know from you, Kyle, mm-hmm. E3 2021, um, we're going into really, like, the meat of the event here starting tomorrow. What are your predictions going forward for um, Microsoft? Um, I know Sony's not doing anything E3 necessarily. We're a few weeks out, I think, from when they're going to do their I thought event. they were doing Summer Games Fest, though. Sony's been showing off, I think, a few things with Summer Games Fest, but I think they're saving their stuff for more of a standalone event like they have done in um, years past now since they divested away from E3. But we've got Microsoft, of course. Um, we've got all these um, kind of mix of different dev studios as well, too. Like, for some reason, Intellivision's making a comeback as well, too, was one of the things yeah, at E3. what's with that? Yeah, we, we looked at that in the news a couple of weeks ago with a console and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. We've got. um, Yeah. Just There's a lot going on. But out of everything for E3. What are your predictions for a few things we're going to see? And like what do you hope to see? What do you hope Um, not to see? You know. What are some of the things that you're expecting for 2021?
0: Man. Well. Hmm. I know it's a lot. Yeah. From from Microsoft. I, I feel like. The the main attraction is is gonna be Starfield, that's that's what Bethesda and Microsoft are gonna bring to the stage. Yep, is Starfield, yep. so that that's gonna take up ninety percent of the the presentation. Um, and then you know they already said that they wanted to work on or they 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 want to put the app on TVs. They're working on, you know, the stick and whatnot. Wouldn't it be cool if they came out and uh, Phil Spencer just reached into his pocket and plugged it in and boom, it was it was already it was already there. Oh we, we already had it. He he pulled another fast one on us. Like that that would be a cool one, I feel like. If he actually liked- Like he's like, hey, let me show you guys something and pulls out the Xbox stick and just
1: boop. Yeah, like if, or better yet, there's just a display, like, or a, um, we only notice like a pedestal with the Xbox controller on it. Yeah. We don't actually see like the HDMI extension cord there. You know, like we don't see it sitting there. We just see that. And he goes over and then grabs the cord and just plugs it in and is just right there playing yeah. the game. Can you imagine the chaos that would ensue from something like that being shown off? Oh my God. That is cool though to think about. Especially as one thing. Yeah, so for him to actually step up and show off the streaming stick right off the bat.
0: No, I, I feel like, though, on the Microsoft side, uh, because I know Bethesda is going to take a big part of the stage, we're going to see Halo. Yes, yes. And
1: there's a and rumor. I feel like it's going to be gameplay. I That's my hope, because yeah. the rumor that's going around right now is that um, after what happened in um, what well, Uh, What was that? Late 2019 when they first showed off Halo Infinite? Something like that. Yeah, when we got the infamous Craig. Um, Someone here recently was going around saying that it doesn't seem like anything's changed in Halo Infinite. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I'm cautiously optimistic about it right now, is that I really want a new Halo game. Um, But the rumor is going around is that it just doesn't seem like anything has changed. However, I... I look on the other side of it, though, too, at the things that 343 has shown off in their blog posts. I know Mm -hmm. we haven't had video, but we've seen character models. We've seen improvements on multiplayer maps, as an example. You know, a lot of the emphasis on the PC support side of things, especially for, like, widescreens, for the people who played on ultra-wides. You know, so I'm not necessarily as concerned there. But, yeah, where this one came from, and I think this is someone who does, like, who's leaked things before, or at least, like, talked with people in the beta and alpha, like, testing field, Mm -hmm. um, who have seen things like this, and he's just reporting what they say. But, I I don't know, take things with a grain of salt. But on Halo, yes, absolutely. I think that there's going to be a huge chunk of time dedicated to that, I think. you know, And I bet you they're going to acknowledge the... uh, the um, gameplay that they showed off that, you know, didn't meet everybody's standards. They're going to say, last time we talked to you about this, we dropped the ball. I bet you it's going to be something like that.
0: Yeah. And you know, I I feel like they, they rushed to show unfinished footage and you know, when, when you do that, yeah, you're going to get Craig, the brute, whatever. Um, But I mean, there were a lot of features in that, that, Or a lot of textures and stuff. Some of them didn't look right, but some of them, they looked fine. They actually looked okay, I thought. Mm -hmm. You know, and there are other factors you have to take into consideration, like ray tracing and HDR and, you know, that, that sort of stuff doesn't necessarily make the picture look better. For some things, it makes it look more fake. Right. And then it doesn't translate well when you're watching
1: a YouTube video right? because the ray tracing in that is happening locally. And even though it's being caught in video, you're not getting the full experience of no, it either. So no. you're, you're exactly right. I mean, it's like the it's like the old adage of, you know, um, being on camera adds 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same thing. Right. Is that you could show me, like going back to the Cyberpunk 2077 stuff when they were showing off ray tracing, um, they were showing off all these different things. It's like you understand what you're really seeing. But until you actually have it on a device in front of you and you're actually like looking at it and interacting with it, you don't get the full effect of it. So I, I like yeah. that idea of it. I like that thought of it. That exactly, it can make things look fake, but there is an added enhancement to it if you know everything else fits together just right.
0: Right. Uh, I I don't know. I I'm excited to see what they're what they're gonna show though for that. Uh, because I know they have to show it. It's supposed to launch what next year, right? Beginning of next year or something like that.
1: Yeah, it would be nice if they decided to come out instead and say, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and drop it in November of this year to go ahead and celebrate the the twentieth anniversary of the Xbox." You know, that
0: would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but uh, I don't know. Even even if they dropped just like multiplayer. Mm-hmm. just to be able to bring people in sure do that and then give us the single player campaign like six months later you know right cool. right just i don't know i mean i'm sure halo fans would be that but anyway so we've got that and then yeah we got a lot of time dedicated to bethesda um mm-hmm. on the stage do you think we're gonna like um do you have any predictions for them besides of course us seeing starfield maybe we're gonna see our fourth or 400th version of skyrim
0: uh announced. don't say that um <laughs> If anything, I I think we'll see a, a tease for the next Elder Scrolls game. Yep. But it'll be just like a, a splash screen, and that'll say, "Coming soon," and it'll be like, "Coming soon when?" Because it'll be like two years out. I guarantee you.
1: Oh, I yeah, yeah. I it'll agree be it'll that. be one of those. Yep.
0: Um, I think that'll be it for Bethesda, honestly.
1: Just Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six.
0: Yeah, I'm, they might have some minor things. I I know they're gonna try and throw some uh, some what is it uh, Fallout uh, Fallout seventy six Fallout seventy six yeah. in there because yeah. you know they they can't let a burning building go. <laughs> it's like they Leslie- just have to. Keep it's, throwing wood on the fire. You it's know? like Leslie
1: Nielsen in front of the fireworks stand after his car crashed into it in a naked gun. Nothing to see here. Yeah. yeah. Everything's fine. Exactly. <laughs> that's very true. Uh so that's on Microsoft and Bethesda's. Um, what about um kind of going through the rest of the gamut though? Like uh um Nintendo is really the big oh, one, of course, because we've had the rumors of the
0: Switch Pro. So what do you think there? I, I don't know if we're going to see it. I, I'm i going to predict that we're not going to see it.
1: You think so? Okay. I
0: don't think we're going to see it. All right, you think we're not going to see it? Okay. Um, I, I'm actually going to predict that. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to predict that instead they're going to show off Zelda. They're going to show off uh, – shoot. I, I, I had things that I, I – Wait, which
1: Zelda? Breath of the Wild 2 Bre- or Skyward Sword HD?
0: uh i or think both. i think they'll show off both actually okay um i think they'll show off a another not trailer another tease for metroid prime 4
1: it'll be a reflection in samus's helmet that will have metroid prime 4 scroll yeah. across it. i, and I, then that'll I be don't it.
0: feel like we'll get more than that because there's there's been all these metroid prime 4 rumors you know and you know we've heard that it's coming, yeah. But and there's there's placeholders on websites and stuff. I feel like it'll be another tease. Okay. So. Okay. Hold on to your butts.
1: <laughs> no shit, huh? Okay. Um. Out of all the other developers that are going to be there, then. Um, hmm. I mean, what what else can you think about, you know, that might end up coming up? I mean, I know I mentioned the Intellivision thing, and we looked at that a couple of weeks ago that they're coming out with some sort of kind of like um, retro console that they're releasing
0: to look, kind of look, go back in time. Do, do you think it's going to be a retro console, though? Well, we it, saw the pictures already of what yeah, it is. Yeah, but it didn't really say that it was retro, did it? I didn't. It
1: It is going to have games in there that are more specific to what Intellivision played. Right. You know, from back in the day, it's it's almost like it's a competitor not necessarily to current gen hardware. It's more like it's a competitor to the Atari VCS.
0: Oh. Okay. That's that's
1: the way I get the impression of it. But as we looked at it though, compared to what we know already about the VCS, it doesn't look like it might hook up to a TV though. Like like we haven't seen like or even heard anything about like, you know, HDMI ports or any other type of connectivity. Mm. All we've seen is this hollowed out Linksys router with LG chocolates for controllers that are jammed into it right that's it so whether it does detach those and you actually connect it up to a TV and play or whether the controllers detach and you play on the little screens that are on there I don't know I feel like you'll probably have to
0: have like a dongle plugged into the TV probably and that'll be it um I I feel like it'll be a standalone unit um um that it'll just require the dongle to be plugged in because okay. it, it's it, the unit itself is mm-hmm. probably going to be mostly a wireless charging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like most of the processing just from the way it looked mm-hmm. is going to be in the devices.
1: Yep. Yep. So I think that's actually a very, very real possibility for that one. Um Outside of that with E3 though, anything else you can think of prediction wise things you'd like to see, things you hope we don't see.
0: Mm. Hmm. That we don't see? I, I can't think of anything that, that I wouldn't want to see. Okay. Like Except, you know, Valve say we're closing or um why would they pick E3 to do that? That seems like the biggest <laughs> gut punch to everything there. Like that'd be the worst because place to do it.
1: Because Gabe Newell. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. So that's your stuff. All right.
0: Um, what, what are you thinking? What, okay. what, what are you going to predict? So on
1: the Microsoft front, I'm right there with you with Halo Infinite, Starfield, Elder Scrolls 6. I think we're going to see some stuff for Elder Scrolls Online mm. because that's been a big thing that's actually still going on and seems to still be very successful. Um, I don't think we're going to see anything with game streaming necessarily. I think things are still too soon for us to actually see anything um, hardware-wise because they made it clear that this is going to be very software-focused. Um I'm hoping that with the Battlefield 2042 uh, gameplay show off that they actually talk about cross-play between the Xbox um, and PS5 and, um, and PC as well. Because, of course, we run into that problem right now with the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 being limited to 64-player battles, whereas Series X, PS5, and PC can do 128-player battles. Right. So... I'm curious to know what the crossplay is going to be like there and actually see them kind of potentially demo it. Uh, But that's it really on the Xbox side. I don't think there's going to be anything that's going to be crazy and blow our minds, um, you know, that we're not necessarily like not expecting per se. You know, I think there's I think there's already a given what we're going to see there. I think on the Nintendo side, I think I'm on the inverse with you. I think we will see something about a Switch Pro, whether or not that they actually show it off um you know is one thing but i think we're actually going to hear something about it similar to when they were talking about the switch and called it the nx i think we're going to hear it more like in that vein than we Mm -hmm. are actually going to see maybe hardware themselves like itself because i'm sure nintendo really wants to make sure that that spotlight is on them and them alone instead of it being a this huge industry event i think they're going to say these are the games that we have planned for the NX, and it's going to be like a 4K re-release of Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild 2 and 4K. Uh,
0: I've and got one so, more for you then. Okay. If that's the case, here's just one one slightly different. If, if it is announced, mm-hmm. my prediction is if it's announced, they won't announce it during the main event. It'll be during the Treehouse, and that's what they'll play on. That would be crazy
1: to see. Or they play on it, don't show it to us because it's going to use existing
0: hardware that's already out there. The Pro Controller, the joy con And then just go, by the way, the entire time we were playing on the new
1: it's just like phil spencer yeah, the when new he, super uh,
0: nintendo switch
1: yeah it's just yeah. oh god see if they call it that that would i make, would, that would love it if it was happy. the super yes. nintendo switch it's all gray and has purple buttons Dude, oh, freaking that that's sick oh, um no i would just think money. more like phil spencer where he's talking the entire time about the series x and the series s is on his bookshelf behind him right you know um In the wild speculation of rumors, though, too, that's gone on, um, one thing that would be interesting to see happen is actually Phil Spencer to go up during the Nintendo one Mm -hmm. and talk about game streaming coming to the Switch. Because there's been that rumored partnership that that has been talked about. You know, it's like, what's the possibility? That would be a big thing there. I don't. That, that's more on the, the lower end of the the like the like scale of things that really will happen or could happen for me, but I see that as a true possibility because as we had that story this week about Phil Spencer, you know, talking about game streaming coming to all these different things, TVs and then the dedicated streaming stick, the Switch might end up being one of those partnership things that doesn't necessarily hurt Nintendo's bottom line, but opens things up more for both sides of the uh, – for both companies. Uh On Nintendo's part, though, yeah, Breath of the Wild 2, Link's Awakening HD. I wouldn't actually be shocked if we actually got a new Mario entry, because Mm -hmm. Super Mario Odyssey is now, what, four years old? Five years old? Because it came out in 2017 with the—I think it was a launch title, wasn't it, for the Switch? It was, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so four years old then. So I would expect us to see a new— uh, new Mario game, like a new standalone Mario title, um, whether it's an Odyssey 2 that continues on with Cappy, because I think that was a very neat mechanic to be able to throw the hat around and take control of different enemies, different mobs. Um, I mean, especially when you're in the um, when you're in the city level. Uh, New Donk City. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think by far, out of all of the levels there, that was one of the most enjoyable ones. Um, Or even when you're throwing the hat at the T-Rex, and then he gets the Mario mustache and has the hat on. Oh, yeah. That that was cool, too. So I expect to see probably a new standalone Mario title. But one thing that you didn't mention I was surprised about is um, more on Smash as well. That there'd be something with Smash Ultimate. Like at least more with it. I know there's I'm, always the I'm different kind like of standalone with things, it but now because it's just
0: going to be another sword character. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know. I just I would expect that to be the thing. Like there would be more stuff about that, especially because apparently Sakurai wants to retire. Like Sakurai is actually like has done so much on this series. Over isn't like you know over his had, entire life. Yeah, that, I had
0: heard that. Yeah, but um, he still would uh, write no. articles for Famitsu, and apparently that's something he's done as, as he's currently been working in the gaming industry. Yeah, um, he's always written articles for Famitsu over the years.
1: It's that work ethic of his. I mean, yeah. it's a
0: worth work ethic of a lot of
1: people in the game industry, especially those in the Japanese game industry, um, and to even have a dose of that type of work ethic for a lot of things over here would just be phenomenal Mm -hmm. and so for him to put out as much as he does i mean you look at how busy he is you look at how busy like shigeru miyamoto is and then of course you look at how busy the late um satoru iwata was you know it's like for a lot of the things that they've done um and had worked towards you know yeah they definitely it's like i wouldn't be surprised to see like sakurai actually announces retirement some point here soon uh but on the ultimate part, though, yeah, whether it's a new character and new maps and that too, or um, maybe with um, Nintendo's kind of emphasis on running a lot of the um, any of the esports tournaments that actually use Super Smash Brothers, like even the classic Super mm-hmm. Smash Brothers, like Brawl and Melee, which are still very popular, um, seeing something maybe talked about there too on the competition side. But that, again, is on kind of the lower end, like with the game streaming stuff there. But otherwise, Ultimate would probably be talked about.
0: See, I I, I had one that I was going to hit you with. Um, the uh, other event, mm-hmm. the uh, Summer of Gaming or whatever it is, um, the, with Jeff Keeley. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Summer Games Fest. Uh, yeah. Summer Games Games Fest, sorry. Um, You're all right. There, yeah. There's so many of them there. I think Summer of Gaming is actually IGNs. Yes, that is. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I was reading IGN articles earlier. It's so. because they
1: decide to dump everything now because a lot of it is for the hype going into the holiday season and just after. Because it's like, let's get people ready for the holiday season mm-hmm. when, for Christmas, they might be getting one of these new consoles. And then let's get them hyped for the games that are going to come out a couple months after they get the new consoles. Right. That's where a lot of these really hit in the summer. So it's understandable to see, to get mixed up on that.
0: I, I feel like there are things. During that one that I'm actually more excited about because we don't know what what's going to be announced. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, th- there was this one it, that that was announced uh, that was a hack and slash, and it, it was actually it, during the the pre-event. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to say it was Ultra Age, but it's like a third person hack and slash, kind of look like in the vein of like Fantasy Star meets uh dark soul style combat meets uh dragon's dogma in the sense that you could like get up on the the bad guys and like if it was a larger enemy climb on them and like attack them and stuff okay um and just stuff like that um i i wanted to know what what do you feel like if there was going to be some just bonkers announcement that came out of that what what would it be that what a, what would be the one that really a bonkers hit it for you? A,
1: a bonkers announcement, yeah, honestly, I have to go back to the Xbox game streaming on the switch. Mm-hmm. I have to really go back to that one because it's one of the most feasible things that could happen because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily Nintendo running any software on their. Switch, save for the actual app itself, it's not like you're putting Halo on the Switch. You're just giving a portal to be able to get to those games and then play them remotely without actually having them on there. So out of the most bonkers thing in the world, it would be that, especially with the level of competition that has been out there in the gaming world for, I mean, as long as you and I have been playing video games. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think back to the day of, of even before we were born in the first generation and second generation of stuff with Um, The crash of the market and how the market was so heavily saturated. And then when Nintendo rose up and started to do video game seals on, you know, like seals of quality to say it's like we've we've played this game and we know that it is one that will work on our system and we can guarantee that it's one that's going to work on our system. Right. And then leading up to the actual failed um Nintendo PlayStation or yeah, Nintendo Sony combo with the PlayStation, and then the PlayStation ultimately coming out as a separate thing. Mm-hmm. And then Microsoft being known for computers, immediately dropping, like, oh my god, here's here's our own standalone console, the Direct Xbox are now known as the Xbox. Right. Sega disappearing completely, you know, and all of these different fights for the way that hardware performed and all that. The competition has always been there. And for the I hate to say it right now, but it's, like, for the oldest company out there making video games, at least right now, in the sense of, like, hardware manufacturers, which would really be Nintendo, um, with more of, like, the younger one, which would be the Xbox, you know, with Microsoft and the Xbox, since that released in 2000, 2001, for them to come together and do something like this would just be almost unprecedented. Crossplay? Okay. That's something that's needed to happen for a long time. But something like this would just be, like... Totally bonkers. This would be something that would just really change the way that people look at how things go in the gaming world and how best, you know, for companies to be able to work together for, you know, for really it is for players, Mm -hmm. you know, for not only does it bring in more customers for Microsoft, because if you own a Switch, now you can go get game streaming and you don't have to go buy an Xbox, but they're still going to make money off of you and i'm sure nintendo is going to get a cut of that profit as well too. so mm-hmm. it's mutually it's mutually beneficial for both of them. it means that microsoft may not go and sell as many xbox series x's or xbox series s's but then that doesn't cut into their bottom line because they lose money on those on that hardware anyway. they're making money on software and subscriptions. right. nintendo on the other hand though has a great platform with the switch and its portability and to be able to take that and just go it's a match made in heaven, right. honestly. It really is, and that's why that would be the most bonkers thing, I think, for me. Not a video game, but that actual
0: collaboration. I feel like if uh, Sony did uh, an actual competitive service to Xbox's streaming service, like you were able to play PlayStation, like a couple PlayStation 5 games, well, that's really all there is. But, you know, maybe just like, One PlayStation 5 game and then a collection of upscaled PlayStation 4 games or and as they as more come out, PlayStation 5 games uh, do their own style streaming service that with more modern games rather than, you know, PlayStation now or, you know, I I guess put forth more effort into uh, making PlayStation now successful and then like doing something with it. Like making it a, an immediate like forefront, bringing something to it that that makes customers want to go to it, you know? Right, and that's like bringing it. Ro- I guess re-rolling it out. I, it... I think that would be the uh, like a totally bonkers thing for me. It would them re-rolling out their now service, but it being totally different? You know, it's it's all modern games, and they're trying to compete all of a sudden with the the X Cloud service. Right. And that's why it's like Microsoft
1: is so well positioned right now, not even just with X Cloud, but with Game Pass as well, because of the integration mm-hmm. with EA play and being able to play those titles. I mean, look at us playing Titanfall. Right. You know? And the fact that it's like we didn't have to go and actually buy new copies of Titanfall to go play, especially like with your, the chaos of you and origin right now, you know, oh, yeah. and the back and forth on your accounts and stuff. It's like, you, well, to go you, buy you, we... you you were even
0: experiencing some of that last night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There were some yeah. weird things there too, but you know, it's like to be able to have all of that available. It's, it's one of those things that they did such a good job. And then game streaming also added that net bonus that a lot of Titles that people play, multiplayer on especially, Mm -hmm. are on Xbox, and it's things like Halo is a good example. You know, going and playing multiplayer and being able to take that anywhere with you with streaming. I had to go look up PlayStation Now just to double check, but it's only available for streaming on the PS4, the PS5, or your computer. That's it. Um, One of the things that Microsoft has done well on the game streaming front is that they have really focused a lot on their back catalog. Mm -hmm. on backwards compatibility that's one thing that sony does have like they've got a lot of playstation 2 games that are in playstation now Mm -hmm. after from what i remember looking at their catalog but you look at how many people that clamor and 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 beg and plead it's like it's like sony give us more backwards compatibility or put these games up in a way that we can play them right and You've got a lot of people who want that accessibility on the go.
0: Yeah, sell it to me as a service that I can get on as an app on my phone. Yeah, and because Sony
1: has such a good back catalog of games that they could go through and put on PlayStation Now Mm -hmm. to expand out like that. I mean, hell, how many people own a Sony TV Put oh, a yeah. fucking PlayStation Now app on there, sell somebody a, script, a subscription for the same price, or hell, even go up a little bit more, and then just Bluetooth the DualShock over to it. Simple
0: enough to be able to go ahead and get more people to I'm do it. I want to say with the early Bravia TVs, there was supposed to be some planned integration um, with the PS3. Um, and that, that's why for one of the gener- i think it was one or two—the of ge- the generations of Bravia TVs, when you turned it on and if you in- went into the menu, it was the same as the PS3. Yeah, menu. they used the same interface. Yeah. Uh, same with the PSP as well. Like yeah. it was all the same. It was it, literally. They like- were, yeah, they were supposed to have integration with one it's, another.
1: It's like what Apple's done with the uh, like with iOS and Mac OS and, and iPad OS. Mm-hmm. How everything looks the same is that Sony had done that originally too. Is but that they it was all across quite- the board.
0: Got there.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Now, Sony interfaces don't look the same way on a TV as they do on the PlayStation 5, as they do on the Vita, you know, for the people who still play on the right. Vita. It's not, it's not in harmony. It's not in sync. Microsoft has kept that part, though, too. So on the integration part, though, is that they could go back and do that. It doesn't matter. You know, if everything doesn't look the same, it's like you could still put a PlayStation Five or not PlayStation Five, but a PlayStation Now app on the TV, mm-hmm. and then just sync via Bluetooth. But easy enough. I mean, you don't have to shove an entire PlayStation Five in the back of your Bravia or the back of your—I don't know what the brands are anymore. Like Sony's actual like names I, of their TVs I have anymore. No idea what but their I'm just saying though, is that anymore. exactly. Um, There's still a lot that it's like they could do. It just seems like they're not capitalizing on it. I don't know what it would take for them to recognize that because Mm -hmm. Microsoft has found a good way. And, yes, this does make me sound like a Microsoft fanboy. So be it. But it's the fact that with what they've announced and what is even available now, Mm -hmm. you don't have to have an Xbox to play Xbox games. You don't. No, you really don't. Anyone – Anyone can be a
0: gamer now.
1: Yes, absolutely. I could take my wife's laptop upstairs, pair my Xbox controller to it and start playing Xbox games on it, Beyond game that, streaming.
0: I can hop on XCloud on my phone and I can play um I I can play Senua, Senua's uh Sacrifice without a controller with touch Uh, controls Mm -hmm. i can play slay the spire with touch controls Mm -hmm. there are so many games that they're adding touch integration to that you don't even necessarily need a controller i mean it's harder to play of course yeah because i don't know if you've ever played uh like a game like a full game with touch controls it kind of sucks but it's doable. It's workable if you really need Only, to. Uh,
1: all my stuff really with touch controls has been like uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night on mm-hmm. on phone, um, and then like PUBG Mobile and Call of Duty Mobile. That's that's been about as far as that is. You oh, know I nothing you. really like crazy in depth where it's like an actual 3D game, you know? Because any of that where I've been playing with XCloud was mm-hmm. my phone paired to it, or my phone paired to a controller. Right. So that's all. Um, but then uh, like. I want to go back on the E3 things here with some more of like the bonkers things that have already like one of the things that's already been talked about because remember Mm. the confusion we had in the news when we were looking at who's been announced to be there and OtterBox was one of them. Yeah. Did you see what they actually showed off? And it's by far one of the most interesting things I've seen now so far. No,
0: I was I was on my app. That's kind of what I've been doing here. It is a hot. They are now selling
1: through their booth. They are selling a hot. They are going to be selling a hot swappable battery. For, uh, I believe it's the Xbox controller, that will actually allow you to keep your controller going for, I think, an additional 30 seconds while you change out the battery. Which means that the battery can come unseated, give you that 30 seconds, you switch out to the other battery, and you go. Wow. Yeah. So OtterBox is giving you basically hot swappable batteries so that your controller doesn't die like in the middle of a game it gives you plenty of notification you just pop it out pop the other one in and go
0: that is yeah it, and it looks like cuz i've i've got the picture pulled up on their booth um through the app mm-hmm. and um yeah it looks like there's a whole chunk like it's it's almost like they disconnected a chunk of a uh, two batteries or like a battery pack and that's a separate piece that goes in Mm -hmm. or something that that's so weird yeah it's kind of cool though but i don't know yeah yeah it looks like they they've got a few other products that they were showing as well um the carrying case of course the mobile grip uh of course they had to show screen protectors a privacy screen protector nonetheless and um their gaming grip for a control or for a phone which is nothing more than a phone case with rubber on the outside. Uh, but it does look like they also are going to have a controller shell. Yeah,
1: which you think OtterBox has always been known for years for the Defender and Commuter series of their phone cases.
0: And they are really good cases. And They're expensive cases. This but- looks like exactly that, but it t- it just clips onto the grip portion of the... Of the uh, Mm-hmm. The controller. And it's a good it's a good feeling,
1: you know, case material that they use anyway. So new. you're not going to feel like it's cumbersome or anything. But the, it's the hot swappable battery, though. Yeah. That's that, just one that's of the crazy. most. That, that they had that idea to do it. I mean, it's 30 seconds that you get, which means that you could be. But in,
0: on the other hand, <laughs> what yeah. kind of person do you have to be that you. You just have to have your controller on for that 30 seconds while you swap the battery. I guess (laughs) if
1: you're in a multiplayer game, that's one thing. So, I mean, imagine if you're playing Warzone or even upcoming Battlefield 2042. That's one situation. Okay, that is what – I agree with you that's one situation. But it's a good situation. I guess. So – or another another idea of where that could come into play is if you are a – if you're on the go – and you happen to have the two batteries with you, the one in the controller and the one off to the side, mm. you're playing a game on your phone. You need to be able to pull that battery, put it in quick, especially if you're playing on something with, like, say, Game Pass or game streaming, and it's like you don't want your controller to lose that connection to your phone because then going back and repairing it
0: can sometimes be a bitch.
1: So, so it's, it's, it's another way to, like, fill that thing, level though, of convenience.
0: If, if that's the case, if that's the case, chances are your phone is attached. To that controller by a clip, there's and the minute you flip that controller <laughs> over, there's a good chance you just slapped your phone to the ground and it just shattered there's the also, screen. Okay, so maybe that
1: one wasn't all the way thought out. I like the idea, but maybe there's a couple things we're so missing. Now there you're officially
0: out, right. out 130 bucks.
1: <laughs> Fuck, maybe even more, especially if your phone shatters. Um, okay. So, geez, yeah, that was one of the interesting <laughs> things for Modderbox, though. I know Verizon's going to be there. I'm sure it's going to be stuff that's related to 5G and mobile gaming as well. Razer's going to be there. I feel like
0: they'll be showing off mobile gaming accessories.
1: Yeah, and I think Razer's going to be the same way, is who's going to be showing that off. I really think Verizon's going to focus on the 5G stuff. Um, and then I don't think course, we'll really think anything Ver- else out of the ordinary.
0: Uh, oh, no, that's through Google. Never mind. What? The uh, their new uh, Play Pass or whatever, yeah. Google they had that. Well, it's not new. Yeah. They've had that for a little
1: while now. But yeah, that's all Google stuff. So I wonder yeah. if maybe they'll be partnering up for something. You yeah. know what have you? Um, yeah, but no. E three is is this coming week, and of course for us, you know, it being Saturday tomorrow is the Xbox event. So who knows? I guess maybe we'll be present pl- pleasantly. Excuse me, pleasantly surprised. Maybe disappointed. Who knows? I mean, I guess we'll have to see what Halo Infinite and uh, Starfield offer us. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But now that that part's out of the way, of course, let's talk about the games we're playing, you know, all hour and some odd minutes into this already. (laughs) And I know Kyle, of course, has been – I made the joke about this, is that he he was literally attached – to his seat, and now has been able to somehow free himself and make his way over here. Yeah.
0: Um, because you have sunk how many hours now into Mass Effect? Um. So Steam says 48, but I think my actual runtime is closer to like 30, 32 hours. And, well, you can look at that. If you actually go in to yeah, when you and, save and the game, safe. it gives
1: you the hours yeah. there. Yeah,
0: and and granted, that does count uh times that I've just had to walk away from my computer and I forgot to hit escape or whatever and I don't right. cuz I don't know if it counts uh being in the menus as uh game time final fantasies do but I for steam itself as long as the game is running it will count oh, those no, hours I mean like, but yeah if in, you're... in the uh game clock I don't know if it counts that on the uh game time that so, I don't know either we'd have yeah. to experiment and I regardless um I I I know I'm getting Closer, yeah, because
1: you got the achievement for having seventy five percent of the
0: Paragon points. Yeah, seventy five percent of the total of total Paragon Paragon points. Paragon or Renegade points. So I was like, "Holy crap! I am way further," and I'm I'm beginning to think, you know, everyone talks about this one ice planet that they really hate, and I'm like, "Did I just do that planet?" I mean, I don't know yeah see and i think you
1: i don't shit f- without I, hitting my microphone here Dan. oh yep <laughs> um uh i don't know if you have yet or not because
0: like because it, it is a frozen planet but right. there's really there's not a ton to do on did it, you like, confront matriarch benezia though oh yeah on I, there i killed that
1: bitch then yes i think that's the ice planet that everybody hated but that and was, that that was nothing but go you have to think a lot of the criticism about that is from 2007 like you have to go back to that point in time, Xbox I 360 guess. loading screens and that. I I'm almost certain that that is the planet and that everybody I, was complaining I can about. I could
0: understand, you know, if it is a little bit more difficult to uh, to to control the uh, what is it, the Manta, the the actual vehicle, yeah. itself, Mako. Oh, the Mako. Right. I always I always uh, mess up its name. When
1: we when we're done recording, we'll go upstairs. We'll go upstairs. I'll put on the Series X for you. Okay. And I will have you try driving the Mako. I will find a plan to put it on, and you can go and drive it and see exactly where a lot of the complaints come from. Okay, because oh, okay. Okay. yeah,
0: I like I have no problem with it. That ice planet was such a breeze because, like, I I almost kind of have fun driving the Mako. Like I, I I dick around when I'm driving the Mako. I'll I'll be driving around boosting, jump in the middle of my boost, and then boost again. You. But know? you're
1: also a sadistic son of a bitch,
0: so yeah, that's really yeah, what this leads is, like, this lends to it as well. True. Yes, um, I mean I've been doing all the side quests still continuously as as they pop up before I even do the main mission. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there there is really not much left to do yeah. right at this point.
1: But at least where you've you're doing your best to 100 percent it. Mm-hmm. and get everything through there, especially with how much you've missed over the last few years. And I got to say, I feel like a broken record saying this. I mean, at least you're getting the full experience. Mm-hmm. Going into Mass Effect 2 Here's which I wouldn't be surprised if I get a message from you on like Wednesday uh, before we start doing open critic stuff, that you say, um, you say it's like, yeah, I'm done. I finished it. That's it. I'm, I'm already done now. And you're already going into Mass Effect 2. You're going to be better prepared to go into that next game, like with all these different things unlocked and all the different things you found
0: and the things the, you're gonna carry the over. One with thing you. I I've never needed to visit a shop other than to unload gear. I'm kind of reaching that point. I've bought only like armor. Yeah, I've I've, I've not, never even un- needed armor. Like there, I, I've had a few tough points, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, I need to I need to equip my people." Oh yeah, I should probably level up this person. This is the first mission we've been on in like <laughs> five missions. You're just so wondering. they have like 24 points to assign, yeah. and I'm like,
1: holy Christ! Like you go in, you go into the mission, and you're wondering like, why are they dying so quick? And then it's like you go and bring them up, and you go look at their skill set. It's like, oh. I yeah. could have boosted their shields. Oh, I could equip them with this better armor. Oh,
0: I've got level three and level four weapons they can use yeah, now. Yeah, or Shit. they were still using, like, <laughs> level two weapons, and now everyone's using level eight weapons. <laughs> you you kind of
1: forget about them as you're going through. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I understand that one. I ran into the same problem myself this last week, too. Um, but, so, okay, so you're... Almost forty hours into it now, which means you are getting close to potentially endgame, um, which is awesome. And then you can kick off on Mass Effect Two before I can. Uh, what else have you been playing then?
0: Um, let's see, um, I'm trying to think. Did I play anything else by myself? Is the question. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the question. No, I didn't. Um, it was actually all <laughs> just gaming with you, um, yeah. with uh, Battlefield and with Titanfall.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, you know, uh, I I will say I, I purchased Battlefield. I think I'm going to enjoy the game much more now because... Um,
1: Battlefield 2042 just, m- specifically, right? W-
0: well... Or Battlefield
1: Not, Four because now you've bought everything else that goes with the core game. What,
0: what, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that and I, I did enjoy the game initially until it deleted my data like four times, and then I gave up and got really pissed off. And then I rebought it on Xbox for like four dollars two years ago or something. Yeah. And I was still mad at it, so I still haven't played it. But playing with you, I was really getting back into it, and I I love that game. Right. And Titanfall, full man. Uh I'm starting to get the I'm starting to get the feel for it, I feel like, again. So I, I'm starting to get the, the, the moves
1: back. That would there you go. Actually, circling back around, if there's a bonkers announcement if we got a Titanfall three holy at E3, Crap. Oh my hurt. god. That would really be like the thing. Like, I'd have show to rush to the bathroom. Like they'd go to show off something like for Apex Legends, and then somehow it's like it transitions to like Titanfall Three. And yeah. I don't want to go back to the E3 stuff, but that just popped in my head that it's like yeah, that no would be the I thing would, I to would have too. to
0: rush to the bathroom because I'd have to wipe from crapping myself. <laughs> <laughs> holy
1: shit yeah literally (laughs) (laughs) yeah no doubt um yeah we played those couple games together um yeah but i'm really liking titanfall like a lot it it doesn't seem like it's that hard to get into a game it seems like it's opened up a lot for people to get back into again as well yeah Um, well there's still a robust community and
0: that well that yeah it was that last match and then not not at the beginning of the harvester thing but the uh eh, about halfway through and then at the end um i was really starting to feel the flow of the movement and stuff and like once once you hit that flow like mm-hmm. that game feels so good to play oh it really does yeah
1: absolutely it does um yeah see let's see for myself this week I did dive into a little bit of Mass Effect again. I only think I got about an additional hour and a half in maybe oh, at most. I'm really I, – I have struggled to get ahead to where I am. I know I'm probably missing some missions and things to do. Um, some things have kind of stacked up based on, like, things I've I found. But I'm not deviating away from what I had been doing so far. Like, so I completed all the Geth Outpost mm-hmm. uh, missions. There was that bunker, of course, to go take down to. Um, after I got that done – um, you know, as you're going and traversing around all these different worlds, you're coming across different things that end up like unlocking new quests. So I know I've got like a hostage situation to go deal with. Um, I just have, I don't know if I've completed it. I think I'm still working through a little bit of it. Yes, actually, is that I'm helping out some colonists who sent a distress signal where the geth are attacking this colony and I got to go help them. Um, get through everything and the colony itself like you've probably done this one already anyway Um, it's the, the whole colony itself is like it's very rust colored like it's a mix of like stone and and rusted iron and that too and like a whole bunch of um, roadways and bridges are kind of blown up from what the geth have done um, maybe I just can't remember I'm sure you have but um, you know and, and as as much as you've done so See, far I would be surprised that, if it's all run together yeah
0: it, it does kind of run together and mm-hmm. I I know that there there are I I feel like I'm probably gonna hit a point where, well, and I kind of am hitting that point already. Where mm-hmm. I just want to go and hop around galaxies to see if any missions just pop up and just to scan stuff and re land on planets because I know there were there were like uh, pods and remains that I couldn't scan because my my science wasn't high enough or my my hacking wasn't high enough, yeah. and I was like, well. Damn it. That was one of those things that I made sure,
1: especially on decryption, that I popped up um, really high. Like, oh, that man. I popped up 100%.
0: See, yeah. and that's one thing I did not plan out for. Because there were I, – I I don't know. I figured I had to make it more like – I don't know, I, fe- I figured I kind of had to treat my characters like Pokemon, so I had to take them on different missions, you know, <laughs> to, lo- to level them all oh. up the same, and that's not really the case. No,
1: that's not, no, that's not what you want, that's and, really what yeah, it should have
0: no, be. No, I, I, I should have just kept with the uh, team that I wanted to keep with, and that that would have been better. Um, yeah. I, I'll be honest, I, I haven't focused on, like, any conversate or conversating with any of my teammates, mm-hmm. really, in, in between missions at all. So if there were any chances of getting um, like to romance a crewmate or whatever, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna miss out on that.
1: That's understood, and that yeah. I
0: mean, and I really don't care because I'm I'm so zeroed in on that that storyline. No, just yeah,
1: just focus on the story. Don't go and try to ship people together. You know, don't that's that's one of those things that's great that they've included in there, especially being an RPG like that, mm-hmm. but it's not really a necessary thing that benefits you at all. It's just another part of the story, but mm-hmm. it doesn't affect like what's going to happen anyway. It doesn't matter if you end up in a relationship with Liara or something. Right. By the end of Mass Effect 3, it's the end of Mass Effect 3. That's it. You know, there, there's nothing there that really changes anyway. So you do it, you do it. It's whatever. Um, but besides Mass Effect, uh, what else have I done so far this week? Oh, the new Minecraft 117 update dropped. Caves and Cliffs. Actually, it's it's part one because they had to split it off um, into two parts because of the oh, pandemic. Man.
0: I feel like they announced that ages ago.
1: They did in 20 well early 2020, and they were expecting to be able to release both at the same time. So, Caves oh. and Cliffs update is a massive one where they're actually changing the overall scale. Of the environments mm-hmm. themselves, so they're actually increasing the size of the sky, um, and they're actually increasing the depth, so you can now actually go into negatives below bedrock now, um, so bedrock is actually going to be much deeper, so for anybody who's potentially dug holes all the way to bedrock, things are going to change really quick. Um, it's also changing how ores are distributed out there too, Um so you're actually gonna be able to find diamonds in much more denser locations, but they're definitely farther down. Oh. Um, there's in there's like in mountain aquifers and caves as well too. So you might that like dig through, cool. and instead of it just being like a single water source block that's just feeding a waterfall or whatever, you might actually get into a point where you actually just dig into an aquifer and you have to swim through it or what have you to to get your way that through. That would be cool. Um, they've added in some new things, so. Um, one of the things known in a mod known as Optifine, um, mm-hmm. it's like there's a zoom ability. So while you're playing that, not only does it help with the performance of the game, but it allows you to actually like zoom in and see things from a distance. Huh. They've now added in the zoom in function in Minecraft as well by crafting something called a spyglass. And now it gives you that zoom ability though too. So you use a spyglass like you would a telescope and you actually can see... Farther away. Huh. Um, there are some achievements tied to it um, as well. They've added in uh, a couple new ores. Uh, more specifically, they added in copper. So copper's only been able to be found in mods. Uh, but now it's actually in the game itself. So you can mine copper. You can make um, uh, lightning rods as well. Which, like, if you had to make a supercharged creeper to get a different type of achievement or what have you, you could do that. Or to create, like, a zombie pigmen. Um You know, you can build lightning rods to help, you know, prevent lightning from striking like your pig farm and turning them all into zombie pigmen and things like that. Um, The copper also, when you actually create it into copper blocks, also has a weathering and oxidizing effect too. So it can actually change into the greens. That would be cool. But the one thing I don't know, though, is because I haven't found any copper yet um if the oxidizing is actually more of a choice when you're crafting the blocks themselves or if it truly is an overtime thing like you place down the copper block and let's say you go off and do something you come back will it have changed to like a greenish color man you're making me want to get on a minecraft kick (laughs) yeah it's
0: it's definitely
1: crazy that they've you know they've added this um they added in um uh amethyst gemstones as well too that you can actually find in caves and you break those apart mm-hmm. apparently they have a musical quality to them so when you step on them or interact with them like note blocks you can actually make music with them too so oh, cool. i'm waiting to see if anybody does anything there because note blocks be able to make music you're either punching them or tying them in with redstone to be able to go ahead and make music huh so it's a neat addition there um they've added in like stalactites and stalagmites to caves too, so that way you can have like they're, they're called more like dripstone, is what they're calling them, but that's really what it is. Um, so they're supposed to resemble um, essentially like what you'd actually see in cave formations right. with water coming through. Uh, but where things are really holding off right now is they've only added in the non-hostile mobs to this update, to this part one, which includes the goat, the axolotl, and the glow squid. Uh huh. The goat... And Glow Squid were uh, fan choice mobs uh, in, what was it, MineCon, and then another, like, Minecraft Live, I think, was the other one. Oh, So fans could pick, like, which ones they wanted. So the Glow Squid gives you uh, a glow ink sack, which you can combine with an item frame, so you can actually have, like, a glowing item frame put up on the wall to give you some, like, ambient light from that. Oh, that's Um, cool. The uh, goat is similar to just like any of the other like farm mobs that you have goats or uh, like pigs and cows and that right um you can kill it you can harvest it from Etho too you can um actually milk it and get goat's milk like you can cow's milk um uh there is apparently a very rare one where uh it actually will scream you know like the goat screams oh jesus it will actually do that um, so I want to try to find one of those and keep that there at the house so that way when any time my kids sign in, they just hear that scream and they don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, that'd be
0: hilarious. Yeah.
1: Um, and then they added in axolotls too. So axolotls are those pink salamanders. It's kind of like what Mudkip from Pokemon's yeah. based on. Uh, the only problem is that, like, and this disappointed my my oldest because they were really excited to actually see the axolotl in there. You can't tame them as pets. Oh. You can only lure them in you can breed them, um, but you can't tame them to actually be pets. If they spend too long out of the water, mm-hmm. they actually start to suffer damage due to drying out. Oh so man! So you, if you wanted to build something like some of these people do, like build a fish tank or something, you know, you can go get all the tropical fish, you go get some axolotl and throw them in,
0: oh, you know, and,
1: and make a. Uh, Make a, uh, you know, a really nice, like, tropical aquatic tank, if you so choose. Uh Uh, But some of the other mobs, though, that haven't made it in yet, um, one of them, the the really big one that people are looking forward to is called the Warden, and it's supposed to be in part two. So uh, the Warden is a mob that lives inside a cave. It is a hostile mob, and it reacts to sound. It can't see because the the lore behind it is that it's like it lives in darkness, so it has to go off of sound. What, what's so, it supposed to look like, then? It's it's like a almost like a golem, like, ogre-type-looking creature. But if you're going past it and you make the sound, it's going to start attacking you. But if you stand still next to it, it won't know you're there at all. It reacts to sound, but it's apparently a hard-hitting mob. Like, really hard-hitting. And when you say mob, you mean more than one, right? Yeah, so, well usually when i when I'm talking mob they're in the world at least in the minecraft world it's usually talking about like singular things, so like if you say a non hostile mob um usually you're you're still focusing oh, okay. more like on the singular part of it, so like a non hostile mob would be like a cow or a oh, okay. and that yeah that, at least that's in the minecraft lexicon, you. yeah, whereas exactly you're right, yeah, a mob itself is more than one right, uh, but yeah. Um. So yeah, the warden is going to be the hostile one. Regardless, you know. that that sounds horrible. Um,
0: but I it offers enough- another
1: level where it's like instead of crawling through a cave, it's like oh, there's a creeper, there's a skeleton, there's a zombie. Now you've got this brutish figure that will come after you if you make a sound, and will well, knock your teeth out. Oh
0: man, that that's
1: that sounds terrible. <laughs> But you want to play it now. You want to go download Minecraft and play. I I, yeah, I kinda do want to play Minecraft. Well if you if you want, if you want then, I'll just open up the Minecraft server here for you. (laughs) I'll I'll open up the port, I'll port forward it and everything. I'll give you an IP address and you're more than welcome to hop in and play that way. So you can actually see what we've done so far and then go off and do whatever you want if you so choose. If you so
0: choose. And then one day you just happen upon my my humble abode. <laughs> Your humble abode,
1: yeah. Yeah, sure. You've got a you've got like a, a hostile mob farm or something going on. It's like there's a creeper in a cage and a zombie there. Yeah.
0: God. Hanging uh, cages from from like this one post. You're like, what is going on here?
1: Absolutely. Uh so yeah, I did that because the kids were excited for it, so I did the update there, but a lot of things aren't there. I think the biggest things that aren't there yet um in this update so far are more of the um, the caves and cliffs part itself, like where it's actually the, the deeper caves, the more well-built okay. out caves, some of the aquifer stuff too. And then the cliffs part not only includes like the ravines, but also includes the actual like taller mountains mm. as well. So some of that, I don't think is going to be making it until part two, which is later this year. Uh, besides that you saw, of course, before we started recording, I had to tear down the flights and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to put more emphasis in playing that as well. Because my bucket list thing is to get my private pilot's license some point in the next ten years, so um, flying in and out of the airport we have here in town, because this is where I'm going to learn at, helps, right. you know, to figure out um, routes and pathways in that and make sure that I understand which runways which, how to use the taxiways, you know, which taxiways which, because it is one to one with our airport at least in that layout. Right. Um, I will say the control tower in there looks much nicer than what we have here, <laughs> um, but. It's
0: at least helping to prepare. Thanks then, for being generous, Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being,
1: yes. Thank you for doing a good job. You know, Azure and Bing Maps did not actually screw us over this time. Um, but then I let the kids play, though, too. So, like, uh, my my middle kid, he did a flight from JFK to LaGuardia. Um, you know, it was a three-minute flight in a jet, so he was able to do that. I don't know what else he may have gone and done. My daughter, on the other hand, is the daredevil. She was flying a little Cessna single prop. And she decided that the best thing to do was – she wanted to crash, but she kept on stalling the plane out. So she was like – it was like a stunt plane to her almost is that she was pulling up, and then she was going down, oh, and speeding geez. up really quick and up and down. And it's like, it's like, this is where I know that I'm not letting you fly me anywhere because I <laughs> probably will have already died. And she's like, I want to crash in the water. <sighs> and, of course, we got a lake right next to the airport too, so it's like – Okay, you want to go this way? And then I told her, it's like, you know, because we were trying to line up just right. I'm like, oh, you know, it's like we're right over the McDonald's here, you know, right? She's like, I want to go fly to McDonald's. So, of course, we do. And instead of it saying that we crashed, like, we we literally went, like, nose first into the McDonald's. Yeah. Ultimately, all it said was that our landing gear was badly damaged. I'm oh, jeez. Like, I went nose first into the play place. Damn it! <laughs> We're dead. Okay, our our landing gear is not just damaged; everything is incinerated. Okay,
0: I just turned all, an entire family into Donnie Darko. So I don't know what's going on.
1: <laughs> no, no kidding! No kidding! That ball pit has now become a uh, a ball grave site. Um, <laughs> so. It's just funny to see how she plays. It's just, it's, it's just funny that that's what she thinks was the best thing to do, but it's at least a simulator. It's whatever. She's just a little kid anyway. Um, and then lastly, of course, was, um, before you came over and it was funny cause I was actually falling asleep while playing to it though, as a uh, Genesis noir right. and trying to finish that up. Cause that game is only three and a half hours long. I should be able to get through it. And I feel like I'm getting there now cause it's, it's now gone from the formation of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and like building up of the planets and that is that it's now moving in more into like humanity. So one of the things I did, um, finish up there was the was the area called gather which is showing like the hunter gatherers kind of coming up you're actually seeing the development of agriculture Mm -hmm. and then the last one i did before i signed off there was called uh i gotta bring up the achievement here thaw so this is talking like kind of in the midst of maybe towards the end of like the ice age and has me in like feudal japan at some point here because it has me go through and look around for all these different things to actually bring back for making tea because it talks about like fortune telling and tea leaves as well Uh, but as i'm in there i apparently represent death in some form so while i'm there and the tea is being made Mm -hmm. um the other guy who's in that room ends up pulling out um uh, a knife and ends up stabbing the guy who made the tea And then I I represent death in some form where this teacup that was broken that I had to put back together through a little puzzle thing is given to me, and it has a lotus flower um, at the bottom of it. And it shows me as death, and then it goes back to the guy who killed the other guy and then comes back and shows me in my normal form. And so I was – again, no rhyme or reason explaining exactly that, but where it's at is – yeah, it's really more like at the tail end of the Ice Age, I think, is mm. where things are are happening here. I mean, it's called Thaw, so I figure that's probably the case. But yeah, it had me set in Feudal Japan in the snow or something and going and getting all these things. It's such a weird game, but because you know, it's something that has, it has it you out. just poking yeah. around, it's like, yeah, it's like that knocked
0: me out for like five minutes. Yeah, I'll have to <laughs> I'll have to sit down and play it in like an afternoon or something if I get a you chance. You will have to. You yeah. really will.
1: Um, but that was it for me. That was it for me. I'm gonna put some emphasis, I think, this week into, uh, um, especially if the data center upgrades have been done for XCloud um, to upgrade to Series X hardware. I'm gonna put some more emphasis on playing game streaming stuff on my phone this week and see how things actually handle from the last time I played. Nice. See like what quality differences are like, and then we can talk about that next week. You know, see if any of our E3 stuff has come true.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I've got that that fancy controller I was showing you before the cast. God that 8
1: bit dough is so cool looking.
0: Yeah. It feels, feels
1: so good too. I really
0: haven't used that uh phone clip a whole lot. Maybe I'll get a get more of a chance to try it out because I really I have not had luck with the game streaming service. Um the latency is so bad and I get screen tearing uh just miserably. Mm. At, like the only game that I can really play successfully I feel like, is Slay the Spire, which I'm fine with because I, I love that game. But I also found it um, – we we talked about how it wasn't on uh, Google Play. Well, come to find out, it's been on there since January 1st. First, um, For some reason, I just haven't seen it on there, and, but it's like 10 bucks. But I'm also almost willing to just spend some of that free Google money that I got for those uh, – surveys and, yeah. and get it
1: yeah that's paid for a lot of my different gaming habits on my phone too so but trust me, it, i'm right there with you
0: it's one of those games that that's you can play touch so right yeah right absolutely
1: no it is one that you can because there's not much not much to it to actually play it anyway right but i do want to try it out and just i want to see like what it what game streaming feels like if the series x hardware upgrades are complete especially with i guess whatever data center i touch to i mean there's one down the road here, I guess we'll see what happens. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, But I think that's it for this week. I think so. I think so. And because that's it for this week, that means that we are at the end of our episode. With that said, of course, thank you so much for joining us. If you do like listening to us and, and, We got to say, you really do like listening to us. We know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. Your dog knows it. Even my dog knows it. So why don't you go ahead and just help us all out by going and subscribing to our podcast. Pick the platform of your choice. We're on a whole different, like... A whole litany of ones you can choose from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Slacker Radio. We are everywhere. So by all means, go and find your podcast platform of choice and subscribe to us there. or on our homepage, anchor.fm slash the-nbc's-podcast. You can find all the links to the podcast platforms there. Find all of our social media links there. Find our YouTube link there, too. Everything's there. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you guys all next week. Laters.